welcome to another um, DDC roundup. Um, how's it going, DDC? So happy to hear from you again. <laughs> it's going very well. So good to be doing this again. I'm very excited. Yay! Same, yeah. How's it going, Kirsten? Awesome, awesome, awesome. Always Yay. happy to DDC. Always happy to chat. <laughs> always happy to be vulnerable. Well, not Yay. always happy, but always willing i suppose <laughs> love it love it love it i've got so much love for both of you so i'm super excited super um uh, present um to be here and um to the listeners um for this roundup we are touching on owning our stories and this was um one of our very first talks that we that we have done and um something that is very close to my heart obviously and um these are the reasons why we do these um, DDC talks every week. It's really just to unpack that vulnerability. So owning your stories, just before we get into it, owning your stories means acknowledging our feelings and wrestling with those hard emotions. I know it's hard. I know it's difficult. Um, and those are those emotions like um, fear, anger, aggression, shame, and blame really just those difficult things to unpack, difficult things to explore and tap into. And this isn't easy. But the alternative, denying our stories and disengaging from emotion, means choosing to live our entire lives in the dark. And we all know people, even if it is amongst ourselves, that we kind of feel, you know, I'm living in this dark space where I'm not owning my truth. And it actually means that there's no accountability if you don't own your story. There's no learning. There's no growth, and ultimately, no wholeheartedness. Um, so Brandon has um, uh, also like um, it's been such a passion of him this uh, uh, talk in this discussion, um, and he has um, you know researched a couple of things, and he's come up um, with uh, the word called chahatsu. Is it Brandon? Yes. No. So you know what? Firstly, thanks, Craig. Um, I you know I think that um, just to to echo what you were saying, you know I think now more than ever, particularly in what's happened with the world, you know, I think people are just, you know, faced, having to face their emotions, but we've, we've grown up in a society where, you know, we've, we've run away from our emotions. And while I was looking, you know, for certain concepts that I could tie into the talk when we originally did it, I came across this phenomenon in Japan, actually, that is called Johatsu, and this literally translates to evaporated people. <laughs> And I still find this hard to believe, even when I read it now. But this is basically a phenomenon in Japan that accounts that accounts for over 100,000 people going missing annually with no reason at all. They leave their lives behind. And this is basically because they're tormented by shame, you know, the loss of a job, a failed marriage, mounting debt. And that is exactly what's happening to so many people in the world right now, you know. Um, and, you know, tying off of that, I thought to myself, and I, and I don't know if you guys agree with me, but I, we all in some shape, way, shape or form have gone through some sort of a spiritual or emotional johatsu where, you know, we've, we've, we've run away from our emotions. We're so conditioned to just you know hide you know you know we don't fight we flight you know we go in a little corner and we ultimately don't live the lives that we you know that we're meant to live um you know and and so and so for me this ties so 
beautifully into the you know into this talk about owning our stories craig as you said you know owning our stories you know we we get into this hustle you know we're seeking validation mm -hmm. i know for me you know for so many years of my life i was seeking validation pleasing perfecting and performing you know mm -hmm. but really owning our stories mm -hmm. which is so brave it means that mm -hmm. we you know we, we we acknowledge our feelings and we wrestle with those hard emotions our fear our anger our aggression our shame you know and like you said it's not easy but the alternative is you know when you we, you know when we numb our, when we numb the light we when we numb the dark we numb the light so we, we're not doing mm -hmm. ourselves any favors by this um just quickly Kirsten I wanted to know just your thoughts you know in terms of um owning our stories I know you know I know we all have a story to share but just just you know some thoughts on your end Well, you, mm -hmm. you've been speaking about your Hatsu, right? And um, I mean, I've been speaking about this on our DDC Connects, mm -hmm. about me not being able to open up and me not being able to be vulnerable to a certain extent. And I kind of feel that that has been my Johatsu, kind of um, having to be the perfectionist, having to be uh, the prim and proper lady, having to um, not communicate your feelings because you don't want to air your dirty laundry, you know? And that's what, what, what we've been taught. And I've, I've lived um, my life that way. I've communicated with friends. I've allowed my friends to open up to me and allowed my friends to communicate with me. And I've been there for them in a real, true and honest way. But I've never been able, never been, uh, able to open up myself, you know. And um, it's, been, it's been a big learning curve for me. And I did realize that I wasn't creating real connections. You know, I wasn't creating... I had real friends and from their perspective probably perceived me as real, but I didn't have anyone that I felt I could really rely on because I didn't open up as, as, as much or as real, or I wasn't as vulnerable as mm -hmm. I hoped that I could be um, until uh, recently and kind of um, <laughs> flipped the Johatsu to actually being more open and more, conne more connecting and more vulnerable. And I've, I've, I've created such beautiful connections and, that's kind of my yeah, interpretation on Jahatsu, I suppose. Absolutely. <laughs> and I love them so much, you know, and, and on, since you're on the result of using a Japanese um, concept as inspiration for the talk, mm. I guess, Kirsten, from your Jahatsu, you kind of found that wabi-sabi and ikigai, you know, kind of just finding the beauty in life, you know, finding the beauty in the imperfections. Mm. Um, but just, mm. just to move on with that, if we are owning our stories, I guess, Kirsten, you know, like you shared, this means we have to get into the arena. Mm -hmm. I love this concept so much. Yeah. And, and the three of us talk yeah. about this all the time. And, and I think it is such mm -hmm. a beautiful way, of, a practical way of seeing the world. Picture yourself in like this mm -hmm. arena, you know, picture the seats. Mm -hmm. Craig, I would just love for you to just unpack this for us. Sure, again. sure. Thank you for that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, um, based on our talks, um, uh, it really takes vulnerability to be in the arena. Mm -hmm. It takes vulnerability um, uh, uh, where there is vulnerability. Um, there's courage, you know. I just think there's so much beauty, and a lot of us play down that word um, vulnerability so much. Even it kind of like scares us even a little bit when we use the word um, vulnerability, you know, um, based on so many of the talks that we've been watching and, you know, us uh, uh, researching things um, really with um, vulnerability. It is to get back up. It is to get back up, you know, after a failed marriage. It is to, you know, start unpacking your child's um, uh, uh, cupboard after you've lost them in an accident. 
Oh. It is um, trying to um, it's trying to please people that has um, it's trying to um, actually no it's trying to make that decision for yourself where a lot of people are playing down your uh, 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 commitment. You know when I say things like um, oh I really like that um, uh, pink shirt and people can uh, uh, people can. Uh, uh, play down um, your needs and your wants so many times. It is having that courage to say, you know what, I'm gay or I am bisexual and I am this and that and I don't care what you think. That arena is uncomfortable. It's where all that eyes is on you and there's people cheering for you. And unfortunately, there's people that really wants to see you fail. Those are the cheap seats, right? The arena. It's the cheap seats. The arena is life. The arena is life. We, there's, there's no way that uh, none of us are not in an arena. Um, so, yeah, I'm trying to um, hold my um, uh, emotion and really be strong for the sake of the talk. When a person is thinking about or preparing to enter the, to enter the arena, there's fear, there's self-doubt, there's comparison. You look at other people's arena. Oh my gosh, I see how ripped their body is. I don't know if I can, um, you know, um, uh, start uh, signing up for that fitness courses. Mm-hmm. There is that uh, level of anxiety and uncertainty, you know, unpacking my child's cupboard after I've lost them in an accident. Does that mean I'm losing them forever? You know, there's shame, there's feelings of shame in that arena also. Oh my gosh, I wonder what people are going to. Um, uh, uh, think about me when I come out of the closet or or come out as gay or bisexual. Mm -hmm. People tend to armor up. Mm -hmm. There's that God. I'm like, oh, I really don't want to um, show my emotions psychologically. But when they do, they shield themselves from that vulnerability. There's no growth. There's no um, moving up uh, up that, um, you know, when people are in the arena and it's a boxing match. You need to get to number one, baby. I need to be the champion of this challenge, mm, you know? So that's mm. kind of the thing when I think about um, the arena um, and a lot of people are so scared. I've seen so many people's lo- people live their life outside the arena, hustling for their truth, oh. hustling for people's uh, uh, approval. Oh my gosh, I wonder what is my parents going to tell, uh, say when I oh. come out as, you know, I'm marrying a Muslim guy. And I'm grow, growing up in a in a in a, in, a, in a Christian home. Okay. It is tough, guys. It is tough. So I'm sorry for um, uh, getting all mushied up here, but um, the arena is something that is um, something that is so close to me. And when I notice that, hey, I'm actually hustling now. No, I need to get back in there and own that uh, stage. I need to own that mm. uh, truth. And I truth think. can be something that is dear to you. You know, if it is your sexuality, if it is your decision to, you know, um, uh, change religion, if it is your decision to become a teacher when everyone is telling you to be an accountant. That's your truth and you need to own it. That's the arena. Absolutely. You know, I think I I, I can't think of a time in my life where... um, That we've never been in the arena. That's how I feel. I feel like we're constantly (laughs) in the arena. But I also think I I can't think of a time in my life where being vulnerable didn't take courage and where courage didn't take vulnerability. And the two need each other, you know. And that for me is so important. I mean, like you say, you know, you get in the arena, if I can make it a bit personal to me, you know, letting go of that validation, you know, letting go of 
what are people going to think about me? That's all part of it, you know? And, 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 and I spent 30 years hustling, you know? And it's still, it's so yeah. easy to fall back into the hustle, guys. It is a comfort zone. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, let me, like, maybe an example of falling back into the hustle is not telling a colleague, hey, you missed the deadline and I got affected. Or, you know, um, not, you know, not telling a friend, hey, listen, that wasn't okay, you know? Or, or mollifying someone saying, you know what, for the sake of peace, you know, things are fine, knowing that you, you, you have an opinion and you need to be heard. And I think, I, I, you know, we, we all struggle with that. You know, the hustle yeah. is so easy. The hustle is like, let it's comfort. It's like, I'm going to make my popcorn and I'm going to have, you know, watch a movie, but actually in the arena means getting on the road and flip and going for the jog. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Not caring what people think. Oh, I, I, I love it so much. I mean, you know, to, to move on, I think when we were, what I loved about this talk was the fact that we had these three kind of vectors that we could really break down from mm-hmm. our girl, Brene Brown. Um, and, and the first <laughs> of this really is, really is the reckoning, right? What happens when you, when you reckon with your emotions? Um, you know, Kirsten, I mean, I know that we spoke about this so like, uh, you know, we, we spoke about this so passionately on the talk, but, you know, um, quickly just for me, the reckoning just means, you know, kind of walking into our story and paying attention. So being aware of that. I don't know if you'd like to, you know, yeah. I'd love for you yeah. to speak more on that. Yeah. Uh, rather than numbing or ignoring the discomfort, like, I mean, it's getting yeah. in there, you know, it's, it's, Taking the reckoning is obviously you walking in, being aware of and paying attention to your emotions, what you're feeling, what you're thinking, what you're going through, you know. And I feel that I feel for me, um, the arena and the reckoning are kind of simpatico, they go together because Absolutely, I have yeah. I have I have to be dealing with this all the time. And recently I, I, I guess I'm coming across quite quite strong right now because I actually have been dealing with quite a lot recently, having to deal with my emotions and my my the, the way I'm thinking and the way I'm approaching approaching certain certain situations and connections mm-hmm. right now. And mm-hmm. um I kind of I I feel that at at this point in time you 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 reckon with your emotions of doubt self doubt uncertainty you reckon with the with the emotions of um are you doing the right thing are you making the right decisions for yourself are you not making the right decisions for yourself why are you behaving in a certain way and you ask yourself these questions or at least I ask myself these questions and I and I I, I deal a lot with what is going on there's a light switched on now and it's like what the hell mm-hmm. is going on it's all there it's it's wow. all it's all laid out on the table and now i have to start dealing right because the the flashlight is there on my emotions of whether oh. i'm feeling um uh, uh whether i'm not feeling enough whether i feel like i'm not being seen whether i feel like i'm not paying enough attention whether i feel like i'm not seeing myself and i'm doing the i'm actually making the wrong decisions for myself and i'm not oh, taking care so of myself mm-hmm. and that is a big deal for me and it's all there and now i have to start reckoning right because because i see it so mm-hmm. what I what needs to happen from that. there so that's that's I, I my perception that. on it i might i might oh, I, I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but that's no, just I, my, how no. I feel. I love that so much Brilliant. because, you know, what you, you said something so key there, you needed to see yourself. By, mm-hmm. not, ending, not, yeah. by not entering the arena, by hustling, we're not seeing ourselves. And by seeing our emotions, what are we doing? We're seeing ourselves because we are, we are both to connect and feel, you know. And you, you entered so nicely into the next part, friend. Once you start reckoning, you rumble. This is a part of my oh, daily language oh, yes. now, guys. This rumble is part of my yeah. daily vocabulary. <laughs> oh. It really is. It really mm-hmm. is. 
you know, and that and, is the messy I'm... part. What I love, Brene says, this is where the magic happens, right? Because the, um... the entrance of the tunnel is you you reckoning, you're noticing. Mm-hmm. The yes, rumble is, is in the middle where you where you're going, you're looking back, it's too it's too far sure. to turn back now, but you can start seeing the light far away, that revolution. Yeah. And so this is that this is that dark part that we have to go through, guys. I also, you know, um I mean you guys but know but both know very well. I've been struggling with boundaries. I've been struggling with emotions oh. and my 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 what I thought was my model compass over the past couple of weeks for thirty one years of my life. And suddenly yeah, I'm considering yeah. into a new yeah. into a new um way of thinking. And you yeah. know mm-hmm. I've stopped judging myself for it like I was last week. Mm-hmm. I have to pull you guys both in. But anyway, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this is my rumble. My rumble, you know, it's, yeah. it's really is if I can just, you know, it's beginning to turn up our curiosity level. That that curiosity, Kirsten, as mm-hmm. feeling with reckoning, turning that up and like becoming aware of our story, with that story we're telling ourselves. Because Craig, I'd love you to touch on this. We tell ourselves yeah, stories sure. about our hurt, our anger, our frustration, and pain. Jump into that because I tell myself stories every yeah. day, and it's because I yeah, yeah. don't want, I don't want to really confront that story and all my narrative, and yeah. so. Sometimes yeah. it, it seems easier to make up a story and, in a way, make our own lives hell. When really the person or the situation that it, that's the last thing that's happening, you know. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. So I'll try and be very brief on this one. So really, with the whole um, telling yourself a story, and now we've all heard this one before, and we tend to just ignore it. It's in the one ear and out the other. <laughs> where um, our brain is wired for stories, there is a narrative. When we say, um, you know, this is the narrative these days, um, uh, you know, with uh, Black Lives Matter, it is a narrative. With narrative, it is, um, this is my truth, you know? So my truth could be, um, you know, I'm telling myself a story with things like, you know, after this, after like when we finish this call, I hear Brandon say something like, you know, like in my mind, I'm <laughs> latching onto, <laughs> I'm latching onto a story already. I'm already, I've I've made up so many stories that, mm-hmm. oh, I wonder it must have been something that I've said now that you know mm-hmm. there's that gut of air. When in the meantime, um, Brandon could have really um, just had a hectic day and he's tired and he's like, oh, you know, um, at least the day is over now. I can relax. So the danger with that it would be me um, latching onto that story. My brain has already um, owned that narrative. I've made up my I've made up my mind around that story already. Instead of me just um, you know calling Brian on one side or after the call saying you know what, um, friend I heard you um, had that gush of air. Was it something that I said or you know um, we tend to hustle for our worthiness when we don't. Um, uh, you know, when we use the word uh, nip it in the bud, when we don't address the situation there and then, if we don't address the situation there and then, we tend to hustle for our worthiness. So yeah. the next time I interact with Brandon, the next time I interact with Brandon, who had that gush of I'm going to want to please him even further, so our narrative will now be fake. You know what I mean? I love that. Um, so oh. me, I, 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 just hearing me say that now, it's like, <laughs> oh my God, what the hell? Um, but because we tend to, we people pleasers and we don't want to own our story. If I own my story, I would have just called Brandon, 
hey friend, what's up? You know, um, I heard you uh, say something back. So I, yeah, that's I, for me. Uh, yeah. Can I weigh in on that if that's okay from my mm, perception? Sure. I kind of feel like mm. you know what that is. <laughs> That is so true. What you're saying, right? You, I, I'm going to tell you like a story from my perspective. Um, Please, you know, to a certain extent, where you, you tell yourself these stories so much so that um, you actually you 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 end up not living your truth because you're living in the story, you know. And um, for example, I I uh, I'm going to expose myself here, but anyway, you know, um, mm-hmm. I'll I'll take someone who I really like, and we're kind of vibing, and I think we're really vibing, you know, mm-hmm. and. Um, <laughs> Every and you know, like the text messages come in hot and frequent, you know, and we're responding, and it's really good, you know, and I'm excited and stuff like that. And obviously now, as things go on, life gets busy, things things happen, you know, responsibilities take charge. Doesn't change the fact that um, the person likes me less or anything or likes me more. It's just that I mean, we all have responsibilities, and you can kind of understand. I would I would necessarily want someone to understand when I can't respond immediately. And then, uh, you know, you get this and it's like you, re- you send a text and it's now, ha, huh. it's now two hours, ha, huh. it's Don't now three me. hours, hi, <laughs> you see, now you see, then you tell the story, then the story comes in your head now, ha, huh, now, am I not important anymore, don't you like me anymore, what is happening now yeah. on the other side that you can't yeah. respond to me, what else now is important, am I not important enough, mm-hmm. and I start questioning myself, you know, I start telling myself stories mm-hmm. like, um, is there someone else? Why would there be someone else? And mm. even if there is someone else, we are just chatting and stuff. I shouldn't, I shouldn't be creating that story in my mind, you know. I shouldn't. And then I, I start judging myself and questioning myself, questioning my mm. self-worth. Am I not good enough? Why are you not texting oh. me, you know? And, and I kind of feel oh. that that's, that's now the story coming into play. And you start questioning, um, uh, seeking external validation, asking their, like trying to get them to actually respond to you. Why aren't you responding to me? You know, and um, that's just that's my perception. And this is something that I have been rumbling with, and not necessarily recently, mm-hmm. but it's something that that is a continuous um, theme mm-hmm. in my life. Not necessarily the texting, but the fact that um, uh, reciprocating affection to a certain extent. You know, show me affection because I I love lovingly and. I I kind I think I kind of expect it from everyone else and I and I, and that is something that I'm learning to to not because that is a story that I that I'm realizing that I tell myself that I communicate openly and lovingly or at least I strive to communicate openly and lovingly with everyone and I expect that back to me and not everyone can communicate and um, interact the same way that I can so I shouldn't create a story around that it doesn't change my worthiness it doesn't change um, who I am and my story you know i sh- i shouldn't be questioning questioning myself and creating a story around the situation i should be wow. looking at the situation as it is and then proceeding like that so that's um Funny. that's my perspective <laughs> i love that i love that so so thanks kirsten so we've looked at the reckoning we looked at the rumble and once we now come out of that tunnel guys that is rambling mm-hmm. this is the this is like i love this it's it's this emotional revolution you know, um, I remember on the slides we had Viva La Vida, you know, like loving life. Yes. And this really involves where we come to the point where we, we're writing a new, more courageous ending to, to all our stories mm. in our lives by learning, by learning from our failures and getting back out exactly. there to apply those learnings. I think this is a daily thing for me. It is something that is never ending. 
Um, mm. And I think this leads into the next sort of, uh, well, the last point that we'll touch on. But when we come to that point, we've gone through the reckoning and numbering revolution. Mm. We've let go of our johatsu. You know, we've let go of mm. our, um, you know, negative emotions. And we've, we've claimed that wabi-sabi and that ikigai. Then we come to this place that takes a lot of hard work, that is wholehearted loving, which I am just so passionate about this concept, you know. Um, and this, you know, this magically happens when we are brave enough to own our narratives, you know. And this essentially, this means engaging in our lives from a place of worthiness. It means cultivating the courage, compassion, and connection to wake up in the morning and think, no matter what gets done or how much is left undone, I am enough. And I've often, you know, oh. I've, often, I've often made this, I've often um, swayed this a little bit where, you know, in my personal life, no matter how many times I get rejected by a guy or the job I don't get, or, you know, no matter how many times I'm successful, you know, that it does not speak to me intrinsically as a human being. It is it is nothing to do with my worth. Amen. You know? And, and Ooh, that for me has become <laughs> so instrumental in my life maybe just to end up quickly you know let me go around what does wholehearted loving mean to each of you um Craig you can kick off okay sure thank you um for me wholehearted loving it is living in my truth despite any sort of external comments no matter what is happening in the world it is what I stand for it is my core values Mm -hmm. It is who makes me me. It is who makes me brave that I can say, you know what, I am enough. My values are enough. You're not going to come at me with your uh, perceptions. My core values, this is me. Thank you. Love that. Kirsten, how about you? (laughs) Mine, uh, it's very similar to Craig, you know. I kind of feel that um, on, on this journey of living wholeheartedly it's being authentic and true to yourself you know I know we say that I know we say that often and it sounds cheesy and to a certain Mm -hmm. extent people might not understand the gravity of that because you're still getting to know yourself you know and I am still getting to know myself what what I feel is things that I've identified as who I am intrinsically, you know, has started weighing heavily on me. And if I'm not living in that truth on those elements Mm -hmm. that weigh so heavily on me, I start feeling out of line. I start feeling um, unhappy. I start feeling um, pressure, anxiety. I start not Mm -hmm. feeling myself because I'm not living into those values and those beliefs and those those elements that I believe are true Mm -hmm. to my authentic self. The moment I start believing and living into my truth, which is love and compassion to everyone, kindness to everyone, you know, irrespective of who you are, but then also loving my truth that I am a bisexual woman and I oh, am yes. <laughs> and and oh. I and I am and I am very attracted to females and knowing that I am bisexual and I get rejected by women so often, even though I am more partial to the feminine sex. <laughs> You know, is something that I, I I love truthfully, even though I do get rejected. I know that I embody a woman as well, and I and and it's okay to be that because they are communicating on their level of of um, perception as well, and it's and and that is my truth, irrespective of um the the um 
the reaction I get from mm. any other external, you know, it's, it's, it's that it's living wholeheartedly without um, judging myself, knowing that I'm still worthy, what, knowing that I'm still worthy, what the rejection, knowing that I'm still worthy, loving in compassion, knowing that I'm still worthy, mm. loving in love every single day, every single day, ah. every single day. Nice. And, I, <laughs> and one more, one more, sorry, I feel like I'm preaching one more. Um, something that that really pushes me that 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 um, forms part of my truth and wholehearted living is that every human being, because you exist, you are worthy. Like that, that truth for me fuels me every day. Like I have a big ass, and it's mm-hmm. like out here, and and mm-hmm. and I feel very self conscious about it and stuff like that, right? And I want to lose it so badly, like so badly. Mm-hmm. This is just the thing, and I don't have to lose it. I mean, I don't have to change. I don't. I am worthy just because I am human. You're worthy you just because you're human. Just because you exist. Like, love, oh my gosh. Love, love. And, oh, and, and that, that's that. my wholehearted living. Like, yeah. You I, now, Brandon, tell us yours. I honestly know what it means. <laughs> for me, it just means that, for me, it just means not betraying who I am. Not betraying myself. Mm. Letting go of yeah. all of those things I've carried with me, you know, and owning the fact that you custom that I do have stretch marks, honey. And I do have nipples nipples that look like anchovies, my friend. And I do have (laughs) and I do have an oval gut. And you know what? I've had no complaints about the best sex of my life recently. And this no but this but this is I've got a point here. It's it I wish that I could see myself it means it means seeing myself the way other people who love me see me. That is that is for me is to step into that being all out because I haven't often believed what some people have Aww. said to me, you know, like, you know, I love this oh. about you, I love that about you. It means really seeing myself through the eyes. And um yeah, I uh, <laughs> You're gonna make us all cry. With with all of that said, with all of that said, I really my wish for every listener is really just to to just become curious you know that's all it takes just just learn to understand yourself just get to know you we're so busy getting to know other people what other people want and we're so busy we we don't know who we are i i I now know who i will never be because of things that have happened to me but i'm still every day learning who i am and i think that is my hope for everyone who listens to this when they do is just Um, get to know yourself live into your narrative yeah um guys can i do something just before we let everyone go i know this wasn't scripted um but if i i just feel the need i just feel um the uh energy to move me to read the manifesto of the page in the background yes read it read it before i even read this i kind of think um, just this podcast um, tonight. Well, um, I don't know when if anyone will read this. It will be morning, afternoon, whatever. But now, this second, this moment, I just kind of feel our souls have just connected and have just um, touched. I mm. kind of feel just there was just an elevation of energy that I'm incredibly grateful for. And I'm sure the listeners um, will definitely feel that move of energy from within. So I'm really just proud to be part of DDC. Oh, 
This is magical. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, um, so I'll uh, read it in Ren and you can just blow it off us. This is the Lovely. Manifesto of the Brave and the Brokenhearted um, by uh, Pernay Brown. There's no greater threat to the critics and cynics and fearmongers than those who are willing to fall because we have learned how to rise. With skinned knees and bruised hearts, we choose owning our stories of struggle, overhiding, overhustling, overpretending. When we deny our stories, they define us. When we run from struggle, we are never free. We turn toward truth, so we turn toward truth and look it in the eye. We will not be characters in our stories, not villains not victims, not even heroes. We are the authors of our lives. Mm. We write our own daring endings. We craft love from heartbreak, mm. compassion from shame, grace from disappointment. I'm going to cry. Courage from failure. Oh. Showing up is our power. Stories are our way home. The truth is our song. We, the brave and brokenhearted, we are rising strong. Oh, TDC, TDC, TDC. And with that, guys, I got. I'm in tears. Um, oh. I'm actually, you know, hearing it read back because often you read it to yourself, and yeah, it's, it's hearing different. it back, hearing it back is so different. And I really think I'm gonna actually go, go print this out now and have it everywhere with me. It's so powerful. It is, it is, it is such a, a war cry yeah. for me, you know, such a war cry. With that, guys, this was such a lovely, lovely, lovely discussion. And I hope that you know when you listen to this that you take away everything that we've given. And let it sink in and just, you know, just, just have have the cultivate that little bit of strength just to be curious and own your stories. But up until then, <laughs> be brave. Be brave. <laughs> be open. Be <laughs> 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 <laughs>